Welcome. On Behind the API, we talk to people who work on awesome API products and talk to them about their journey and their learnings and their overall approach. On today's session for Behind the API, we're joined by Courtney George, uh, currently head of design for data at Amplitude and ex Adobe for developer experience. So to start us off, Courtney, thank you for being here. And you want to just give us a little bit of background on your current role and where you're based out of? Yeah, definitely. First, just want to say thank you so much, Kirby, for having me. I'm really excited for this chat today. Uh, so my team at Amplitude focuses on the foundational layer of ingesting data, governing that data, ensuring that it's all accurate and comprehensive so that when companies want to get insights, they're doing so on clean data and then able to turn those insights into action. Um, and I am currently based out of the Bay Area in the South Bay, kind of grew up here, left for school and then couldn't resist the beautiful weather, so came back. Nice. And I'm currently a new user of Amplitude, so I'm going starting to go through that experience. But um, from the design and leadership role, you're new to Amplitude. So what caused you to go there from Adobe? And we'll talk a little bit about Adobe later, but what are the design challenges that were presented to you uh, at Amplitude and uh, what's your team starting to sink their teeth into? Yeah, you know, I think it's a really exciting time for Amplitude just went public towards the end of last year. So the company is definitely growing. The design team is growing. I like to say we're kind of building, going from a design team into a full design organization. So all of the organizational and operational strategy that kind of comes on top of that was really exciting for me to be able to join, um, not to mention kind of a new, new domain for me as well with the data and analytics company. Um, and, you know, I think it built upon a lot of my experiences at Adobe, kind of building a small team and now being able to take what I had learned and bring that into Amplitude. So exciting times for us at Amplitude, especially within the data group. There's going to be some exciting things that we're working on uh, over the next year or so. All right. Well, we won't have to, you don't have to tell all the secrets yet. We can you know, <laughs> wait, wait in breath. Um, but because you are new, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, whenever you were, working at Adobe and you were in the developer experience area, I think a lot about jobs to be done. And for the developer persona, um, there's often a very clear jobs to be done that span across all different types of developer experience products. And so, um, you know, you and I were chatting a little bit earlier on Slack and I feel like you broke it out in a really nice funnel, discovering API capabilities, consuming documentation, getting credentials and API keys, and then starting to like experience you know, the value of that product. And so um, I know you're early in that with, uh, with Amplitude, but when you were at Adobe, you know, what, where did your team start in trying to think about that and where you could bring delight to users uh, when you were building out the developer experience there? Yeah, you know, I think the first thing was actually Adobe is such a large company internally. I think we talked about developers in a different way. We talked about their journeys in a different way. Um, but, but our team was kind of built to look at the holistic experience end to end from discovery all the way through distribution. So our first step was who are the different personas in the developer ecosystem? It's not just developers. There's marketers, there's designers who are helping the developers, there's decision makers. Um, and 
how do they all interact with each other and also where do adobe's internal personas fit in you know the people that are either creating the apis or creating the documentation the partner managers the community managers the people that are then reviewing the submissions so one of our kind of early projects that we did actually had nothing to do with externally focused surfaces. It was how do you create those personas and how do you create a journey map that aligns everybody? So then when we're talking about, hey, documentation or the developer console, we all understand who the personas are and where are they in that overall journey. And you, um, when I think about personas and maybe when uh, there's not attention being applied like at the level that you are people just think developer persona is just some bearded person that's you know kind of in a dark room and you're kind of saying like hey there's a whole team here that needs to feel engaged and almost go through that same journey and so when you guys were kind of breaking out and zooming out and you mentioned a few different personas like the marketing manager maybe product designer where did you feel like there was the most uh ground to gain and understanding like personas that have been left out of the integration experience like up until you guys started refreshing um you know i think it was the decision makers um depending on the product at, at adobe some were more mature than others some had higher demand than others um but before you really even get the developers involved in a, in a lot of ways, you have to convince people that this API or this technology, whatever it is that you're building, is going to solve the problem that the company has. If you can't do that, if you can't get past the, here's what Adobe can do for you and this is how you can do it, you're never even going to get the developer in the room to actually start building it. So I think there was a lot of work up front on how do we talk about our APIs? How do we show these things? How do we have documentation that even before you really do a deep dive in, it's really easy to understand. And you can see there's been a lot of investment in that area. Yeah, I think for, um, yeah, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think that was kind of for an external persona, one to really focus on. I think from an internal persona, when we were thinking about within Adobe is, for all of the um, the team members that were reviewing submissions that would then end up on a marketplace like plugins for Photoshop or Adobe XD, um, we hadn't really paid too much attention to what their journey was to ensure that it was easy and it was fast and it was efficient um, because if that wasn't efficient, if it took too long to review a submission, that then directly affects the developer experience. Hey, I submitted this three weeks ago. Why haven't I heard from it? And I, we didn't want those kind of conversations to be happening because that does impact, um, you know, the ROI on somebody building on top of your technology. You know, recently I was working a little bit on a, a full greenfield um, API offering, and I pulled out the journey map tool, and we were going through all of those stages in the funnel, uh, when you were thinking about some of those different scenarios, like you just mentioned, like a waiting pain point that could be found like on a submission. What do you feel like are some common pain points that maybe are overlooked uh, that just really come out when you start breaking down the journey map and thinking about, you know, time to first value? Yeah, you know, I think, I think we talk a lot about time to hello world, right? The first API call, how quickly can that happen? But I think before that is, how quickly can somebody understand the 
value of the API that you're bringing before they're in code? Um, how do you understand the different use cases that it can solve for? Um, and then, you know, obviously there's the, how do you get credentials and build on top of it? But then after I've built it, how do I ensure people will come? You know, if this is not a, an internal workflow tool that I'm building for my own company, and it's something that I'm going to put to public market and list on Adobe Exchange or the Creative Cloud Marketplace, um, like, <laughs> I've put all this work in, I want kind of a guarantee or something that it's going to be discoverable. So I think there's kind of the distribution aspect of it all that that tends to get overlooked, because once people build it, I wouldn't customers come and that's something that Adobe really had to show um, the developer partners. Yeah. So whenever I think about new product managers, one of the things I interview for is storytelling. And what I hear a lot and what you're talking about is, do I understand the value and then what stories can I tell people uh, to inspire them? Um, and I know that uh, you had shown me a little bit of the Photoshop demo playground, which I think is just awesome. And my engineers all love it as well. Uh, but what were some of the different storytelling tools uh, that you guys feel like you experimented with and you know what hit and what didn't? Yeah, you know, I had a wonderful designer on my team who is leading leading that project alongside the the Photoshop team. And we got to rely on them. They know their customers very well. They knew the problems that they were solving. So it was a matter of how do we bring that together into a visual representation of the API. You can go and say, hey, we can auto crop a bunch of images and auto tone them, but there's nothing like seeing it actually happen. Here's a bunch of images that I've brought in. And I think, I can't remember where we landed, but I think if you like sign in, you can bring in your own images and auto crop that together what does that really look like with my files or with even with sample files how does the auto tone work i think especially for creative software it makes sense like you really want to be able to visually see that so i think we knew a lot of the stories that some of some of our enterprise customers were were coming to us with around having an influx of hundreds or thousands of images for a catalog and how do i you know crop them and tone them all the same so that they all kind of have that consistent look and feel for for my catalog that i can then use in a bunch of different areas so then it was just a matter of how do i bring that to to life and be able to visually see that together is so much so much earlier in the user journey journey than time to first hello world is like is my story resonating yes. so you've got time to first resonation and uh you know so when you're when you're talking about and knowing that you're just a design leader i'm sure that um a bunch of creative ideas you know came forward on how might we tell these stories so what advice would you have to a new product team who says hey i'm trying to get my story to resonate and how do you, how would you advise them to test some of those things qualitatively quantitatively you know which tools in the ux toolkit would you say these just do these things and you will see the truth yeah you know i think actually this is a a principle for for amplitude which is customer is a part of the team i think if you're trying to tell somebody the story the best thing you can actually do is listen to the story that they're telling you what are the problems that they're trying to solve? Where are, where are their lost hours or high costs because somebody's having to do something really manual that maybe we could automate if we had an API? Um, I don't think it's about, I don't think you have to force your story to resonate. 
if you're telling the right story, it should be resonating. And now there might be different stories for different types of customers or different types of problems that they're solving. But I think the most important thing, tooling aside, is getting that in front of customers, testing it early, saying, okay, this is what I heard from you. This is what how I think we could solve it. Give me feedback. Is that going to solve your problem? Let's do a demo together. Let's have you run with an early version of the API and like just continuing that feedback loop with customers. That will let you know if your stories resonate. So you had mentioned in Amplitude, the company's growing and like new things are happening. Um, what would be your advice to a company on how they should structure a winning team if they were going to launch a new API offering? So they say, hey, Courtney, you know, we hired you as a consultant. We want to launch API for Widget Co. Who do we need to hire and what do they need to do? Yeah, you know, I think you need people that are comfortable talking to customers. You need, of course, engineers that know the ins and outs of actually building an API and what that means. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't say you needed a designer on your team. Um, I think especially in this case, a service designer or like a UX focused designer. Um, there might not be as much visual design that you, you would need, um, but I think having a service de designer who understands like the front of the stage or the customer facing touch points, as well as behind the stage or the like internal uh, touch points, how those all map together into a holistic end-to-end -end journey is especially important when it comes to building an API, because there's a lot that you're not going to be able to see the developer doing or be able to kind of get into that mindset. So really being able to map out um, would be maybe a unique person that you might need on the team to kind of bring everything together. I was um, talking to Matt, who does developer relations at Mosif the other day, and he was really showing me some tooling that they had created to know when a when a customer is struggling to integrate. You know, it's like throwing you some flags if you're getting if they're getting a lot of errors. And to your point about service design, it's really designed okay in the event that the happy path is not so happy. How do we want to then design that kind of service to get them back on track? And I think it kind of gets a little bit to your um, your encouragement to be thinking about journey maps and like okay let's start first with the customer journey and all the different personas and making sure their needs are met so it sounds like you can have a nice uh setup for my widget code that's going to launch their ultimate team so yeah. in in thinking about companies launching new apis you know i was thinking well i should talk to courtney about pitfalls they should avoid mm. and it sounds like one pitfall to avoid is just having the right kind of team structure what is a second thing that you would advise on? Um, like, hey, if you want to reduce risk of this thing falling on its face, here's something that you can also think about as a risk mitigation. Um, I would say the, the two is one, make sure your API is solving a problem. I think there's many times that I've seen, we've got this really cool technology, everyone will want to use it. That might be the case, but the storytelling is super important. Um, and if you don't have that, nobody may understand the cool technology that you're bringing to light with your with your API. So I think that kind of discovery to make sure it's solving real problems. Um, and the second one is how are you tracking success? Like what metrics are you using? Is it the number of people who signed up for the beta? 
well, that's interest, but are they actually using the API? And even if they start using the API to your like earlier point around, are they hitting a bunch of errors? Is it a happy path? Is it not a happy path? So I think being able to kind of put in place different metrics of success um, to make sure that your API is doing what you would like it to do and the customers are finding value in it. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, thinking a little bit about tracking and, uh, but not exactly going there, you know, if a new company is launching an API and they come to Courtney and they're like, what are two tools or vendors that you love uh, from the ideation to the implementation and optimization? What are two things where you say, hey, put this in your product stack? What would be some recommendations that you would have? Um, Other than amplitude. <laughs> I'm gonna say you kind of that would be a really great one, but okay, not using amplitude. Um, honestly, I'm a sucker for Atlassian software like Confluence and Jira in terms of project tracking. Um, that's been one that's been really great. Uh, we just recently implemented Jira for the design team at Amplitude, which has just really helped with all of our like workings with cross-functional partners and just being able to manage and track what we're working on as well. Um, so I think just from a ensure everybody on the team is working together towards the same goal, um, that any sort of project management software goes, goes a long way there. Um, trying to think if I have any unique ones that I can think about. There's one that's maybe not specific to API, but is a new one that we've been using called Glean, um, which is, basically like a workplace assistant it brings together all of your internal like slack google docs outlook whatever whatever it is brings it all together and so you can just search across um so i can just go like quarterly planning and it brings up literally every sheet so i don't have to have 50 tabs open and google chrome trying to remember all of these links um just in terms of efficiency that's actually been really really nice product to have I thought you were going to say segment and then connect it to amplitude. <laughs> I mean, also that works. I think in terms of tracking, of course, um, I think amplitude does a great job at that. So, but I couldn't use it because I'm so, a little biased. So a little less internal, more external. You know, as a design lead, um, you know, I'm just going to assume that you have great taste. And so, with that, when you look at two external companies other than Stripe. You know, who who do you go to when you're like, I'm going to check out their developer experience and maybe kind of pick up a few things for inspiration? Where do you kind of go to keep tabs on people that are really spending the time like you are on this space? Yeah, um, I mean, Stripe is Stripe for, for a reason. I think they do a very fantastic job of even just the discovery part of it, um, let alone everything else. But I think one that we actually looked at for inspiration back when we were redoing the Adobe Developer Console was Box. Um, you know, I think Box had a very natural way of using their Developer Console, um, and it was pretty straightforward and intuitive. Uh, everything from like being able to get your keys to then distribute your Box app. That was one that was. Um, maybe not one that everyone knows, um, but I, it could, you could see that they spent a lot of time kind of working on that and making sure that experience was, was really useful. Um, 
Another one I think would be Slack API. I mm. think because it is so robust and now Slack is in every company um, pretty much, there's a lot that you can do with Slack. And I've seen, um, you know, I've been hiring some designers and design interns that are using building a Slack app as one of their projects for school. So it kind of, you have that breadth of people who are just starting out able to use it as well as the really powerful like workflow automation capabilities that Slack has. And they've done a good job at kind of enabling anybody along that path to be successful. Nice. You know, so in the, in the spirit of hiring, um, let's say for example, we're gonna launch a new uh, API and you know, I assume that there's gonna be engineering on that team. As you mentioned earlier, people that know the functionality and also will probably be part of creating this developer experience. But what advice would you have maybe even for like an internal transfer, a product manager, a designer that's gonna to transfer to go over and work on this developer experience team and kind of overcoming the imposter syndrome of like, can I be successful here? Will it be too technical? You know, it's really not that different. I think, especially for a designer, we are taught the design thinking methodology. You still apply that methodology. It's just into a different realm, you know, instead of if you were in creative cloud and you were working on like your target audience were creatives, this just has a different target audience that are developers. They all have their own needs. They have their own opinions. It's just a matter of learning who those users are and becoming an expert there. Yes, it is slightly more technical. We spend a little bit more time with engineering, understand like what are the differences in authentication methods and what does OAuth mean versus, you know, something service to service. But once you kind of get past all of that, that's to me no different than learning what it means to ingest and govern data and what are the processes there you know i think it's just a matter of applying yourself to understand that domain understand your users like they were anybody else and maybe it might be take a little bit longer to understand some of those topics but there's a lot of opportunity here in terms of just it's a really exciting space because not everybody's really figured out how to create an API product. So I think designers and product managers are very needed in this area. Um, so if it doesn't scare you or don't let it scare you because there's a lot of opportunity once you get in there. Grow through being uncomfortable maybe. Yes, that is one of my favorite things to do as a manager is just push everyone a little outside their comfort zone. And I always say, if you're comfortable, you're not learning. So, you know, obviously you're new to Amplitude, selling into a new adventure. And so could you tell us a little bit about maybe a space where you've grown, maybe from sometimes of being uncomfortable at Adobe that maybe you're going to apply that to your next challenge to Amplitude? Yeah, you know, Adobe is like 18,000 people. They're a huge enterprise company. I had the unique opportunity of building a team from scratch in an area that previously didn't have a design team. Um, so we were working with people that didn't really know how to work with a design team. Um, all of them were really excited. Uh, and 
working in an area, even within Adobe design, where not many people have an opportunity to build a team that has never existed because there are so many teams. Uh, so I think that kind of uncomfortable, how do I navigate this? How do I you know, bring in processes? How do I get resources? Because um, it's a new area that hasn't been well-defined. How do I kind of navigate all of that? That to me is everything that I'm building upon at Amplitude, just at a larger, larger scale, because instead of my small team within a large structure, it is our entire design team at the whole company is kind of at this place of what is the organizational and operational strategy that we need to have as a design organization to succeed. So I'm building upon what I kind of learned at Adobe and applying it to Amplitude. That's nice. Well, as we conclude, I will give a plug for Amplitude uh, being a new user of the platform. It's already very intuitive. So I'm excited to see where you guys take it uh, from here and unlocking even more developer delight or product manager delight as they're coming through to start to track their metrics. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to chat with you.